0: Welcome to Being Honest with My Ex. My ex is Peter C. Haywood.
1: My ex is SJ, better known as Honor Eastley.
0: We were engaged for two years and, and then, then we, we broke up, up <laughs> and then we stopped talking to each other for a year and now we do a podcast together. Would you have a baby with me?
1: If I can get you to cry next podcast, we'll have a hat trick. <laughs>
0: You don't know this, but I have a very vivid image of what your penis looks like. What? (laughs) If I met you now, I do not think that I would go out with you. (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: I think if I met you now, I'd I'd fall more in love with you than I did the first time.
0: You know what I realised?
1: What did you realise, SJ?
0: So, something I realised is this is the first time that we've recorded and I haven't been at home.
1: Ooh. Where are you?
0: I'm in in brisbane at your little brother's partner's house
1: that's exciting
0: except they're not here and your little brother isn't here
1: (laughs) (laughs) so you're in a stranger's house by yourself
0: there's other people in here i'm just a stranger to them (laughs) perfect
1: i am also somewhere new
0: yeah where are you
1: I'm in my new house.
0: You moved into a new place.
1: Yeah, it's super lovely.
0: It's just you and it's just you and Lucy, right?
1: Yep, just the two of us. Lucy is in the next room asleep right now.
0: Oh, right. Okay. You realise you've now like l- levelled up past Sj and Peter. How? Like, if we're talking about the old relationship escalator, you know, like you guys have moved in together. On your own.
1: Oh, uh, I mean, we were engaged. I feel like that sort of trumps it in the in the world of Relationship Escalator.
0: Yeah, but only because you made it too embarrassing to say no. <laughs>
1: we haven't told that story on the podcast.
0: Uh no, we haven't.
1: Do you want to tell the story of, of how we got engaged?
0: Um, there's a very good article I read about it.
1: <laughs> do, you just to, do you want to read out the article? Because that's, that's what people tune into a podcast for. Just for you to read out other writing that you've written.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and then after that, I ended up being on... I got interviewed for Sunrise, which is... An
1: Australian morning show?
0: Yeah, Australian national television morning show. So I could just read out the article and then play the interview.
1: <laughs> I like how you didn't think, didn't think my description is You had to be like, national TV.
0: Yeah, that was nice until people started calling me a bitch.
1: Had they met you? Because that sounds like something someone who's met you would say.
0: That is not true. (laughs) I'm really nice most of the time.
1: You're okay sometimes. Yeah. I am so tired. It's very early in the morning here. And so I'm just like, (laughs) when I'm tired, I go into insult mode because I'm like, that's funny. I'll just be mean. And so I (laughs) was... When we moved into this place, like 11 of Lucy's friends helped. And I was just exhausted from all the moving stuff, so I was just insulting everyone who had never met me before, and this was their first (laughs) exposure to their friend's partner, and I was just like, you suck, and you're the worst, and you're a dick! uh, In very funny ways, but at the same time, like relentlessly mean.
0: (laughs) Did you get any kind of quiet, sullen conversations after that?
1: No. Fortunately, I'd met two of the people there and they knew that I was me, and so they were laughing every time I did it. And hopefully it came across as me being hilarious and not me just being a dick and these other two people being like, ha ha,
0: he gotcha. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there was a moment where, oh shit. In 2014, I went to hospital. You may remember. Did you know that I was in hospital? Yeah. Because I wasn't sure if you knew because...
1: This is after we broke up and we weren't talking. Well, during when we weren't talking.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I still lived with your cousin, Gavin.
1: No way. Not when you went to hospital.
0: Yeah, I was. Yeah. I remember because I was away for a bit over two weeks and I came home and Gavin was like, oh, hey, haven't seen you in a while. Have you been at your boyfriend's house? And I was like, oh, no, I've been in hospital. And he was like, um, okay. And I was like, (laughs) don't tell Peter. I think I said that. Or maybe... Yeah, I'm pretty sure I told him not to tell you. Maybe? How did you find out? Oh, yeah, I did talk. (laughs) You did what? How did you find out?
1: What were you going to say? You were like, oh, yeah, I did.
0: And then I was like, oh, yeah, I did make a video and put it online. So Yeah,
1: (laughs) that's how I found out about it. You made a very public video (laughs) that, like, 40 of our mutual friends shared.
0: Yeah, so that makes a bunch of sense.
1: Don't tell Peter about this thing. Although if he watches the public video, I guess he'll find out.
0: I think that I was really conflicted because I didn't want you to know that I was vulnerable.
1: Why? I don't get that.
0: So, in that period of time, i had kind of, as I remember it, I'd kind of reached out to you. And I was in a really, really bad spot. And... How did you reach out to me? I sent you an email. And you... Kind of being like, hey, do you want to sort of, like, talk to me? And um, you were like, no. Uh,
1: Yeah, I probably was not in a place where I could talk to you.
0: Yeah. And I was really uh, upset about that. So I didn't want, I didn't, I felt vulnerable about the idea of looking vulnerable. I I didn't want to look like that.
1: And it would have been double vulnerable. What are you doing? Finding the email. Oh. (laughs) No, I'm just on my phone. (laughs) I just got bored of whatever you were talking about.
0: Yeah, I really didn't want you to know. But then when I knew that you knew, I was really pissed off that you didn't say anything. Does that make sense?
1: Uh, Yeah. So I had sent you an email like a month earlier.
0: Saying, don't talk to me.
1: Uh, saying a lot of things, and you never replied to that. So then you get a follow-up email that didn't acknowledge that previous email in the slightest. Like, yeah, I don't want to go into what my email said because it's a whole other conversation. But I sent you an email with like, hey, here's some really important stuff. Didn't get a reply. Like a month or two later, got an re- email being like, hey, Peter, I just wanna, I just wanna catch up. Not exactly that, but. Um, you said, hey, I want to contact you. And then there was no reference to any of the really important stuff I'd sent in my previous email. And so I was like, fuck it. Like, I'm not going to talk to you purely on your terms. That's fucked up.
0: Huh? Yeah. I can't remember exactly what your previous email was, but I think that it was very hurtful.
1: It wasn't meant to be hurtful. It was just a lot of stuff that I want to talk about.
0: I'm not, I don't think it was intentionally hurtful, but it was hurtful.
1: And so, yeah, get, getting no getting response to that and then getting an email being like, hey, I want to talk to you again without acknowledging any of the really important stuff I'd said was, yeah, I, I wasn't interested in that relationship. That was not interesting to me at all.
0: Well, I don't think, like, I didn't have any way of kind of addressing any of the things that you said in your previous email, in an email. Right. That being said, yeah. I could have said hey, I can't address your email <laughs> yeah. in an email. You could, you, could have, you could have said many
1: things uh, <laughs> instead of nothing.
0: But I was really hurt still that you knew that I was in hospital and you still didn't contact me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I, I emailed you being like, hey, important stuff. Got nothing back, then got an email being like, Hey, let's be friends again. And I was like, I don't want to be friends with someone who is going to ignore the important stuff. Like, man, we're dancing around this fucking email. Uh, we will talk about this eventually, but not for a while. I don't think, um, but yeah, the, the stuff I sent you was like life-changing stuff for me and to get no reply. And then an email saying, Hey Peter, this feels weird, but I just wanted to say that I've been thinking of you. I've been making lots of things lately. And I remember previously when the first person I would have shown was you. I miss that. And I suppose I just wanted to say it makes me sad that you're not in my life anymore. I suppose that's the shit thing about breakups. You lose the relationship, but you also lose your close friend and confident. Anyway, I don't really know how this will come to you, and I hope you don't mind me contacting you. I've just been mulling it over for a couple of weeks, and the desire to contact you was still there, so I thought I should. I really hope you're doing well, SJ.
0: Yeah, what did you reply?
1: Hey SJ, that's a lovely thing to say. It sounds like you're doing much better. I hope you continue to take care of yourself. I'm in a much healthier place as well. Cheers, P.
0: Yeah.
1: That was, that was as, nice, uh, as, as nice a no as I could send.
0: <laughs> yeah. I suppose I probably should have, like... When did, you, when did I send that email?
1: On the 29th of October, 2014. Here's, here's the thing I didn't mention. There's an email in between those two where I forwarded it to my girlfriend at the time <laughs> and said, I never got any kind of acknowledgement of my previous email, which is why this message is a bit confused. And that's how I know that I replied that way because I didn't get a reply to my other email.
0: Oh, that's handy. I should do that more often with my emails. I should forward them on to my partner with explanations of how I feel so that then when I record a podcast later with that partner after we've broken up, had time to mend, stopped talking for a while, then started doing the podcast. That old Um,
1: standard situation. (laughs)
0: Oh, yeah, so that would have been just after I got out of hospital and I would have been, frankly, really suicidal. So that thing of being like, oh, yeah, hey, how you doing? is like I'm having a really, really awful time and I'm confused and none of the world makes any sense.
1: It was a cry for help.
0: Yeah, it was a veiled cry for help because I I didn't want to look like i needed help
1: what do you think about the fact that i didn't reply
0: yeah i still kind of heard about that i mean i thought that i sent it before i went to hospital but it turns out i sent it after i went to hospital and i guess you probably knew that i had been to hospital at that point i don't think this is something that i've told you but um one of our mutual friends man i talked to them a lot about you I know like so much and I was so confused and like why won't he talk to me why doesn't he give a fuck um it was part of why I was so angry
1: I mean my earlier email the one that you never applied to was me explicitly saying hey this is why I don't talk to you
0: yeah yeah it was just such a big flip
1: yeah, it was, it was big for me as well. It was a hard time.
0: Um, and, you know, I was really not doing very well, so...
1: I understand you weren't doing well. I thought at the time, and I still, to a certain point, continue to think, that's, like, it's not my responsibility.
0: No, 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 that's... I was
1: really suffering. I was in a lot of pain, and...
0: And that's not what I was saying by saying... I wasn't doing very well. What I was going to say is I wasn't doing very well. And that meant that like the stuff that you're talking about, like of like, I didn't reply to your previous email or whatever. Like, like I just didn't have the kind of capacity to sort of see that. Does that make sense? Because to see what, uh, to see those different factors. Right. Like particularly because this is a while ago now. And when I think about, Like how much I've changed now, and you know, I react to stuff and situations quite differently and communicate a lot better most of the time, not all of the time. (laughs) So yeah, I just didn't have the wellness or the skills.
1: Straight after our breakup was one of the roughest times of my life, and I was really struggling and I started seeing a psychologist for a while, like I was not doing well and not, not to say that you have to be doing badly to see a psychologist or anything like that, but I am not, I've never seen a psychologist and after we broke up, I needed to go see one. Like that, that's the level that I was at. So I, I eventually sent you this email being like, Hey, here's where I'm at. Got zero response. And then got an email being like, Hey, I want to be friends. And I did just really didn't want you in my life. Like I, I understand you were struggling and I understand you were having a rough time, but I was also not doing well and I didn't want someone in my life who didn't care about replying to my emails, but wanted me to reply to theirs. And so I think my, like my email was as nice as I could send that message, but it was really, I don't want you in my life. And that is a totally fair thing for people to want. Like you're allowed to not want other people in your life, even if they're doing badly.
0: Oh yeah, I get that. I think that's one of the kind of harsher realities that makes sense I don't know I got I just got dumped (laughs) a couple of days after being out of hospital and like that was a shit situation but um I still am like you know it's like I can't ask someone to stay with me just because I'm not well
1: There's a Simpson episode where Homer, where Marge finally kicks Homer out of the house. And at the end of the episode, he wins her back by saying, here's why you should be with me, Marge. I have something for you that I've never had for anyone else. Complete and total dependency. Oh God. (laughs) Like it's such a, the, the Simpsons relationship, which is obviously what we want to talk about right now is inherently this really fucked up, stupid relationship. And I hate it. And I hate that it's kind of celebrated as this staple of modern stability, but it's really dumb and really unhealthy and really just bad. Uh, And that episode is just highlighting what a stupid and fucked up relationship it is. And like, that's, that's not what the real world should be. You should never be with someone because of total dependency.
0: I can't really remember the relationship in The Simpsons...
1: Marge does all the work and fixes all the problem and and Homer goofs off and is disrespectful and then sporadically jealous or sporadically just awful, basically. Um, But he loves her. Yay. And yeah, you should never, ever be with someone because that person needs you. You should be with someone because you want to be with them. Like, there are certainly exceptions, uh, but... It's it's not awful to put your happiness first. It is vital. It is a necessary thing for people to put their own happiness first. And if you do that exclusively, you're a bad person. But if you don't do it at all, I think that's just as bad.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can't disagree with that. I, I think you're right.
1: And so, this obviously leads us to me proposing to you.
0: Oh, yeah. Of course. Of course. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So...
1: I always wanted to get married. That's part of my ideal narrative that I built in my head and didn't invite (laughs) you into as much as like forced you into. (laughs) Slotted you nicely into my narrative. And so we had had a conversation like six months earlier or something like that, where we discussed like yeah, we'll probably get married someday, or some, some vague sentiment like that. But I remember latching onto the fact that you were like, yeah, I'll probably get married someday, or like, yeah, I want to get married eventually. You'd said something like that at one time, and I'd latched onto that and been like, this is obviously Sarah's opinion forever.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think we had a conversation about it once.
1: <laughs> well, that's it. I, I scoped it out. I did, I did my due diligence.
0: What more, what more investigating <laughs> can
1: any man do? That's my question.
0: Um a fuck ton more.
1: And so I really like the idea of doing stuff that like I I felt like you and I had a storybook romance. Not like a princess and a prince story, but like a an interesting story. I thought this is also why we do this podcast, because I thought you and I had an interesting story and I was keen to make other parts of it interesting also.
0: Wait on, which like like if you were gonna sell this story to I don't know a movie director, Quentin Tarantino. Actually no, not Quentin Tarantino. I watched that movie. I watched <laughs> Hateful Eight and, oh God, what a self-indulgent film. Ugh. Um, I fell asleep in it. Uh, let's go with uh, Sofia Coppola or Coppola.
1: So I didn't think it was a narrative. I didn't think it was like a movie story. Oh. I just thought that there were a lot of really interesting facts in the story of us getting together. Like the story of how we met, I think is interesting. We've told that before. About, you know, I had the same name as your father and the broken penis and all that. Like, and then there was stuff like we were really in sync on a lot of things. And that's, I mean, that, that email that you sent me about losing your close friend and confidant, we have that relationship again now. Like we lost the closeness for a bit, obviously, but I think we're back to that level of closeness again. It helps that we're in different countries and not always Having in the same sex. room as each other. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, like you and you and I had a really deep connection that I feel like we still have, and yeah, I just think there are a lot of lot of things that I was like, oh man, this is clearly my soulmate. That makes sense. That made sense, and continue to make sense.
0: But like, what 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 are the things? Like, what are the things? So, Like,
1: we're both intensely creative, self obsessed, <laughs> interested in telling our story, like publicly. We, uh, there are a lot of little things. Like we had the same last name. I thought that was so cool and wacky and like,
0: what a, what a, what a fact. The list, like the list you've given so far, I'm like, that list (laughs) does not make it for marriage.
1: We have the same sense of humor. We have the same attitude towards, well, I thought we had the same attitude towards family and towards relationships and we were both polyamorous and we had good sex. And like what what, we were, we were really good at communicating.
0: We were good at that.
1: Which is hugely important to me and to any good relationship. We were similarly ambitious. I think there was a lot of stuff that I never expected to find in another person. And then I found in you.
0: Oh yeah. I remember you saying something along the lines of, um, or you tick all of the boxes, even the ones I didn't think that I would get.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I wanted someone who was like pretty and funny and clever and sexy and creative and.
0: Who has an identical twin sister.
1: Polyamorous and.
0: Same name as the dad.
1: <laughs> and then, like, on top of that, you're a really good singer and you're an artist, like, as in a visual artist. And yeah, there's just a bunch of, of stuff.
0: And I've got really great hands.
1: You've got one good hand.
0: I know, the right and one's not so good. And then you've got Lefty. <laughs> <laughs> we went with opposite hands there. <laughs> so, like,
1: what What? Did, did you think we were good together when we were together?
0: Okay, so first up, I've got to say, your competition wasn't that crash hot. <laughs>
1: and that's how I succeed.
0: No, I mean, like... It, like my experience of relationships was like one really fucked up relationship, followed by another not quite so fucked up relationship, um, followed by a, a bunch of being single, a few nice people, shortly one total drop kick, and uh, uh, another really massive dickhead. So. So, yes, I thought we were great together. <laughs> um, the like, So, yeah, compared to that, I was like...
1: <laughs> well, you've you also got to factor in your competition.
0: What do you mean? My competition.
1: Yeah, th- think about all the people I dated before you. Think about that long list of the people I dated before you. No
0: one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> A match made in heaven. <laughs> I think that our relationship was really good in part because I hadn't experienced experienced a long-term relationship where someone was kind of g- good to me. Does that make sense?
1: Only kind of good to you. but Yeah, I understand what you're saying.
0: Like I, I I didn't have anyone who who I felt like I could be honest with and who would help me solve problems and who was good at communicating and who was also a, like we collaborated on creative projects and who had a broken penis. You know, the list goes <laughs> on. Yeah, so that was really new to me and yeah, that there was definitely points at which I was like, yeah, I think we can get through everything. I mean, there was definitely big blind spots, like you were like, I would like 24 children and I was like, I'm not sure whether I want children <laughs> and then you followed that up with let's get married, to which I was like, oh, okay, I mean, now that you've invited everyone here, I suppose so... But I've just been watching The Bachelor this week. Well, okay, yep. Okay, yep. I watched one episode of The Bachelor. That's
1: okay. You're allowed to watch whatever you like.
0: Well, I don't have a TV at home, but I've been staying in a like apartment hotel-y thing, and they have a TV. So I've been watching a lot of The Bachelor, and then I watched way too much Law & Order because I was staying by myself. But I watched The Bachelor, and I just really made me realize... I don't know. I was like, is this show actually a reflection of people's real world opinions on relationships? Is it?
1: My understanding is that show mostly revolves around giving people roses. And I don't think people's <laughs> real life view of relationship is mostly roses.
0: No, uh, no, no, I get that. Uh, but, you know, they talk about like what I'm looking for in a partner and blah, 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 blah. And that, that's all pretty reasonable. like I want someone who's fun and a companion and has a good sense of humor and who wants to have a family and blah 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 but then they'll always have this really or at least in the episode I watched they have this really kind of heavy moment where they talk about whether they've ever been in love before like yes I have loved someone before and I was really confused about whether that was supposed to be a really good reflection or a bad reflection <laughs> of them as a person I, th- I
1: think it's meant to be damning
0: is it yeah that's i got the idea that it might be a bit damning and i was like that's really weird to me because i would really way prefer people who have loved other people before otherwise you end up with some ex-religious blue-haired Dude, asking <laughs> you to marry them in front of all your friends and family, making you feel weird.
1: I think we've described this before as the worst thing I ever did to you.
0: <laughs> I still regard it as the worst thing you ever did to me.
1: Yeah. Me too. So I had done my research, found out that you were open to the idea of marriage, <laughs> and therefore the logical thing to do was to publicly propose in front of all of your friends and family. <laughs>
0: I think, okay, so to clarify, I think where we had gotten to was, okay, so if at the end of this year or something, we, like, let's have another conversation about it.
1: Oh, think, it was too. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It was, I, I said something like, if 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 we were still together by the end of the year, we should definitely get engaged.
0: Uh, I don't remember it going like that. I remember it being like, yeah, let's think, let's like, Let's like seriously consider this at the end of this year.
1: Let's revisit. I think we both heard what we wanted to hear.
0: And when did you propose to me? In September.
1: November. That's the end of the year.
0: Wasn't it September?
1: Sam, why, why would it be September, SJ? <laughs> oh, fuck.
0: Oh, no. It was on your birthday, wasn't it? It
1: was on my birthday.
0: And I've On forgotten. my
1: September
0: birthday, I guess? <laughs> yeah, you've got two birthdays, right? Was it the September one or the November one?
1: <laughs> what is my birthday, SJ? What is my birthday?
0: Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, November the
1: 7th? Oh, my Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> it's, For the ninth. Fuck's sake. it's the 9th. It's the 9th, isn't it? <laughs> How are you so bad at this? I'm
1: genuinely impressed that you're so <gasps> consistently awful at remembering my birthday.
0: I would, lo- I, like, I would like to pretend that it's an ongoing joke that I have with you, but <laughs> that is actually a lie.
1: I know your competitive side, and if you could win remembering my birthday, you would totally remember my birthday.
0: I don't know why I always get confused about that. Oh, it's 9-11.
1: There is one member of your family whose birthday you remember.
0: Yeah, it's my twin sister's. <laughs> It, it would be very strange if I didn't remember my sister's birthday.
1: Did you say my birthday was 9-11?
0: Yeah, that might be an effective way to remember it, actually.
1: It would be if my birthday was on the 9th. <laughs> oh,
0: no! It's not on the 9th, really? Mm-hmm.
1: Uh-oh. So It's on the 10th? I had always liked the idea 11th. of... Host- oh, Jesus Christ, just stop. <laughs> just stop now. Like, you are definitely it- embarrassing yourself.
0: <laughs> I'm just gonna have a look at my calendar I'm sure it says in here
1: I had always liked the idea Oh, it's idea the 8th, having... it's the
0: 8th <laughs> I'll just edit out all those other guesses It's on the 8th, right?
1: Do you know what your guesses were?
0: And then you go back and you say Oh yes, you got it right, SJ it's the first <laughs> time, you've never done that before Your
1: guesses in order were 7, 9, 11, <laughs>
0: 10 <laughs> Yeah Yep Yes.
1: So I had always really liked the idea of hosting a charity gala on my birthday. That had just seemed like a fun idea to me. And I'd come up with a name for it, chocolate coated evening, and it was all gonna be chocolate themed and we were gonna like sell chocolate and have a raffle for chocolate and all this kind of chocolate based stuff.
0: I spent a really long time photoshopping the poster for that.
1: You did. It was gorgeous. And I it was okay. It wasn't great.
0: (laughs) What the freak? Okay, not not the best thing ever. It still took a long time.
1: I know, that's why I was so nice about it, because you were like, this took me ages, and I was like, oh, okay, that was definitely worth all that time. Really? You thought it was shit? No, I thought it was fine. But you you were very...
0: thought it was fine.
1: You spent so long on it that you really needed me to love it, and so I was morally compelled to love this thing <laughs> that I thought was fine.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, um, that's long-term relationships. It's also friendships, it's just relationships.
1: So I started planning this like three or four months ahead of time. Uh, We were staying at a beach house with your family?
0: Oh, you fuckhead. What? I I forgot that you did that.
1: Are you actually annoyed? You sound actually annoyed.
0: No, I'm not actually annoyed. I'm just...
1: I think it was fucked. I think it makes sense for where I was at the time, which is that I wanted to do all the things that you do in a proposal, like all of the movie things.
0: Like, not let my partner know that I'm going to propose to them.
1: That is a really standard part of a movie proposal, yes.
0: Uh,
1: I basically just want to live in a movie. It's part of why I want to live in America. Every day there feels like a movie because you can go to diners and you can go to New York and it's just, yeah. And so I wanted to do all of the movie things that you do in a proposal. This is not a healthy attitude towards life, by the way. I'm not recommending this. This is me as a (laughs) fuckwit. And so I... We were staying at a beach house with your family... And you had just gone to bed. And so I sneaked down the hallway and like got your dad alone in the kitchen. I was like, Hey, I want to ask your permission to ask SJ to marry me. And he was like, Oh, well, that would be quite nice. Yes. And I was like, yes. First, first checkbox off the movie list of proposal things done. And then I was like, okay, I want to do this in front of all of our friends and family. Cause that's super romantic and an- all fucked up and coercive.
0: Did you ask my mum?
1: No, just your dad. You don't ask the mum, you ask the dad. Have you never seen a movie?
0: Because you know what? I think my mum recently told me that she was maybe around and asleep. Around?
1: Yeah, she was. She was asleep, asleep in bed. but
0: awake enough. Uh,
1: and so your dad had said yes. And so I wanted to do the romantic thing. thing. No, no, no. No, no. No, I,
0: no. The story is mum knew whether I think dad told her or she overheard the conversation or something and she was like oh oh I think this might be bad but I also think I'm not supposed to interrupt um and she only told me that like maybe a month ago
1: and I mean I know it was bad I know now what a bad idea this was (laughs) we don't need supportive evidence for this being a bad idea because we have the next eight months of our life as really solid supporting evidence for what an awful idea this was. And so I got my friend who actually, I then like dated during our breakup and immediately after our breakup to be my co-conspirator. We were not dating at this time and helped me organize the whole thing. So we booked a venue, we booked a bunch of different acts. And I invited all of our friends and I told some of our friends about it and your parents drove down for it. And my cousin Gavin, I wanted him to be there, but he was in Queensland at the time. He he lived in Queensland at the time. So he was actually seriously considering coming down for it, but he was in the middle of teaching. And I put on a big gala for charity. I say big gala, it was like, I don't know, 30 people arrived and there were like 10 acts. So it was not, it was not a huge gala in, gala might be an overly generous word. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You put on an event.
1: I put on an event and I worked really hard on it. I spent like three months on this and that whole time I couldn't tell you what was happening. As you may have garnered from this podcast so far, I am a very, very honest person. I do not do well with lies or secrets because they are way more complicated than I like my life to be. I like to just tell people the truth as much as possible. And you were my partner. We were, we were together all the time and you were heavily involved in the organizing of this. And so to have to keep this a secret from you was the worst. And after this happened, I was like, oh, I'm never going to plan another surprise event. Like, I'm just never, ever going to plan another surprise event. Because it is exhausting. It is the fucking worst. And so the theme of the night, because of my ego, <laughs> because of the way I am... Yeah! It was on my birthday and so it was me telling stories. And the idea was that I was going to tell stories of my life before I met you leading up to meeting you and then end on proposing to you because, you know, it was a story of of who I was and how I'd become me. Which, again, as you may tell from this podcast, is something I'm kind of obsessed with. And so so I told stories about different aspects of my life. I actually don't remember them. I have the footage somewhere. We should put the footage up at the same time as this episode so you can see me proposing to you in video form.
0: I'm not sure that I want to watch that. But you did read out some of your your erotica.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, that was that was a job I'd been doing for a year, two years at that point? A year. I'd been doing that full-time for over a year at that point.
0: You couldn't have been doing it for over a year at that point.
1: I started in July 2012.
0: Yeah, this was in November 2012.
1: All oh, right, So, I'd been doing it for four or five months at that point. But it had been a full-time living, and at that point, I was making a lot of money from it. That was the height of my erotica career. I was making, like... 10 grand a month and i yeah so that was a big part of my life so i read out one of my funniest stories and i just told a bunch of stories and then you were the final act how do you remember it what do you, what do you remember of this whole event
0: i remember that i was the final act and i was really con- like confused as to why because i was like i'm clearly not the most established performer here <laughs> um why am i last also, there was this other weird stuff, like, you didn't want me to play this song about dating this guy, the date was really bad, and, but you wouldn't tell me why, you were just like, no, no, just like, just don't play that song, and I was like, weird.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not good at secrets. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and my- I, can, I can
1: tell the lie, but if I have to explain why, that's where it falls down. So I was like, hey, don't play that song, and you're like, why? And I was like, fuck. <laughs> just just don't just don't do it okay Jeez, it's my birthday that's what i reverted to i was like it's my birthday okay that's why
0: and i think you pretended to be jealous yeah probably i think that you pretended to be jealous and you're like yeah it's you know it's my birthday i just feel weird about you singing a song about someone else and (laughs) i was like this is really odd peter's in a really weird mood today he must be stressed okay
1: Whereas in reality, I did not want, like, this night that we'd remember for the rest of our lives to be, like, you singing a song about a shit bloke and then me being like, hey, now that you've sung that song about a, a crap guy, do you want to marry me?
0: Yeah, I mean, how do you feel about the fact that it, it it is a night that we will probably both remember forever?
1: Good. I like creating memories. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the other thing that was really weird was my parents came down to Melbourne on a Thursday night and they live about two and a half hours away just to see this charity (laughs) event that I was playing at. And I was like, that's weird. They're really keen today. Oh, well, family, huh? Yeah. And so I played some songs and I was like, okay, that was cool. And then you started proposing at me and-
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is the best possible way to describe it. I proposed at you. I planned our life at you.
0: Yes, yes. And I was really confused as to what was happening for like probably a good 30 seconds to 60 seconds because you were just saying a lot of nice things and I was like, okay, cool. And then you got down on one knee. But the thing was we had a long history of doing improvised theatre together and you would very often in scenes just randomly propose to people. So I thought that you were just making a joke and then I realized that um, you weren't and that was much more terrifying and you asked me to marry you, you got down on one knee and asked me to marry you and I just remember in my head being like, fuck, 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 fuck and then followed by... My answer to this is, um, I don't know. I don't think that's an appropriate answer right now. And then I remember (laughs) looking at everyone in the, in the crowd and them all looking so excited. And I was like, Oh God, no. And then I told a joke, I think, and I think I may have told maybe another story, and everyone was like, um, are you going to answer the question now? <laughs> and you were like, uh, is that a yes? And instead of actually saying yes, I'd be interested to listen to this to see if this is actually correct. Because in my mind, I didn't actually say yes. I just nodded at you.
1: I think you just nodded at me. I think that's right. And which is technically not legally binding. So we were never engaged.
0: Oh, really? Okay, Cool. Yeah, I just nodded at you, and then I think I Th- that's, gave that's you a... That's not a hug. real thing, SJ. <laughs> Being
1: engaged is not a thing that can be legally binding. That's, that's not how it works.
0: <laughs> sure, sure. Okay, whatever you say, mister. And, yeah, I think I probably, I don't know, gave you a kiss and a hug. And then, like, everyone was like, oh my god, this is so amazing. And people were like, congratulations. You pretty much immediately said to me, look... You said this quietly with everyone around, look, I know you're a performer and you would have said yes, no matter what. So you can give me your real answer later. And I was like,
1: I've no, I think we've discussed that in the podcast before and I just have no memory of saying that, but it does sound like something I would say.
0: Yeah. I remember you saying that and being like, oh my God, thank fuck. But also what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. What the fuck? Um, but then that was uh, quickly overridden by just all the people saying, ah! except for one of our friends.
1: The same friend you mentioned earlier, actually.
0: <laughs> yeah, the same friend that I mentioned earlier, who looked really unexcited. He was a, they, they were the only person in the place who didn't look like, oh my God, from my memory and
1: yeah they they are very much against the marriage it exactly is the marriage and all that jazz
0: and that felt super embarrassing because i'd just gotten proposed to and i said yes to something that i didn't want to say yes to and he was this person who was like oh yeah i don't think it's a great idea and i was like uh-oh <laughs> i just felt i was i wanted to be like no i didn't really mean it but i also couldn't say that yeah and then I remember going across the road getting drinks with my family, and they gave us matching perfume and started <laughs> calling. I think they. It was like, it's a perfume that's called The One.
1: Oh, that's so sweet. And uh, like, makes me change now.
0: <laughs> it is very sweet. And I can't remember. I think my mum started. Calling me a wife or something, I don't know. And I was like, you better stop that immediately. (laughs) I love you, but please stop it immediately. And...
1: Yeah, this is definitely the worst thing I ever did to you.
0: Then I just remember freaking out for a long time.
1: As in, like, weeks. Especially
0: the first two weeks afterwards, yeah. Just, like, googling a lot of, should I get married? Or, like feminist arguments for and against marriage uh and is peter the biggest tool you've ever met that one came up with a surprising amount of results actually
1: well peter o'toole is a very famous actor so that would would make a lot of sense
0: oh no wonder they so many of them (laughs) were about acting i mean i knew you did a bit of acting and i would i didn't realize you'd done that much acting
1: i i remember being very frustrated because one of the things when you build a narrative in your mind and then slot other people into it is that it's really frustrating when they don't just go along with all the stuff that you've imagined, which is super fucked up and manipulative and controlling. I was absolutely unaware that I was doing that. Like, for me, this was all so simple. I think one of the greatest faults of my past self is being like, life is simple. Why are other people complicating it so much? (laughs) And this is really why I've...
0: Why won't my girlfriend marry me? This is
1: really why I've embraced shit's complicated as like my mantra because I have to constantly remind myself that shit is complicated, it is not the simple thing that can quite often be in my head. Like my my brain is very black and white and the real world is insanely complicated. And so I just remember being like, just say yes, just be excited about it and say (laughs) yes and we'll be happy forever, (laughs) Jesus. Why is this so hard? I didn't think those exact words, but that was really my approach to the whole situation. I just remember being really frustrated is just the ultimate word for it. Like, I remember having conversations where you were like, okay, what if we do this and this and this and this? And I was like, we can do that, but you know, everyone knows about it now, which is, I didn't say that and it wasn't exactly my thought process, but I was really like, if we tell everyone that it's off, it's going to be huge and messy and complicated And that is just a fact we've arrived at. There's nothing we can do about that. Which wasn't untrue, but also sort of absolved me of a lot of responsibility that I should have (laughs) taken on.
0: What? Yeah, that's an absolute shit opinion.
1: Agreed, yes.
0: I don't think you expressed that at the time, but if you had, I would have been like, um, what the fuck? This is your fault.
1: That's probably why I didn't express it at the time. (laughs) I try to be... Uh, in in my current disagreements that I have with people, I try to remember like if I put us in the situation, it is at least partially up to me to help resolve it. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's entirely up to me, but like I can't just be like, "Look, we're here, and there's nothing we can do about this." It's no one's fault now because it's in the past. Like that is that is an attitude that I can recognize in my former self.
0: Oh wow. Whereas
1: that's not not okay.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't have pinpointed that as being as being past you but it does make a certain amount of sense
1: so you and i have been having a disagreement lately and rather than just being like look i have very firm black and white stances i've been like look i do have firm black and white stances but i am largely responsible for this happening so i'm willing to push my boundaries of what i think is acceptable because it's on me like and and back then i was not like that at all i was just like hey look we're engaged now you said yes in front of everyone so this is as much your fault as it is mine <laughs> these are not exact thoughts that i had but i can recognize like this pattern or this style of thinking and so i just remember lying in bed with you during these endless conversations that we had and being like okay sure we can explore another 50 different options while in my head just being like just say yes oh my god it's all so simple i've written this story just play your fucking part
0: Wow, I did not realise that. I wish you had have, like, um, said that more openly. I might have dumped your ass right there.
1: I wasn't conscious of it. Like, this is this is not cogent thoughts that I was having. I wasn't sitting there being like, SJ, yeah. I have written out a story of our life and you are not exactly fulfilling your role, thus I am annoyed. Because what kind of monster would think that?
0: By the way, I think I much prefer... Um, compromising peter see you know that th- you're like <laughs> you're like the theme of this podcast is that i turn into you but you know what you're turning into me also
1: i am i'm am losing the worst parts of myself
0: and becoming a bit more <laughs> just moving a bit more in an sj direction a bit more you know
1: yeah, I just, yeah. have you
0: heard of um the idea of gooey people and prickly people no Oh, so I've been talking with a friend about starting another kind of panel thing. And when you want to choose a panel, we were talking about how you want to balance between gooey people and prickly people. And like you are absolutely grade A, a prickly person. And I am absolutely grade A, a gooey person.
1: What does this mean?
0: I'm very like feelings and understanding and like nuance complexity uh and you're very like down the line say what you mean don't care if people get offended assertive but we're How's both that prickly uh some people find that prickly
1: some people find you i know
0: i think maybe the person who invented these terms uh was it <laughs> was a gooey person <laughs>
1: Why not go hard and gooey? That makes way more sense on every level.
0: Nah. Prickly to me makes more sense. (laughs) But I think you are becoming more gooey and I'm becoming more prickly. Like, it's like you are a cactus that's dying and just like imploding (laughs) a little bit. And I'm like...
1: you are uh, dough that's baking in the oven.
0: Yeah. I don't know if dough gets prickly, but I'll go with it. Prickly dough.
1: I, th- I think if I was a zero and you were a ten, I'm inching my way towards two and you've moved down to, like, five.
0: <laughs> uh, no, I'm still, like, a... Wait, on. is-, is one prickly and ten gooey?
1: No, just-, just in general, like, on the Peter SJ scale.
0: On the Peter SJ scale? I don't know. You've yeah. really heavily adopted the shit's complicated thing, which is a very SJ thing. Is it? I don't know. You You said you took it upon yourself and you... You got it from me. It's My mantra.
1: <laughs> and so, yeah, I proposed to you because it was a story that I wanted to tell and didn't really put a lot of thought into your reaction to it, except that I'd asked you that one question one time like six months earlier.
0: Perfect. That's all you need. That's
1: all the research you need to do.
0: I wipe my hands of this. <laughs> 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 no more research necessary.
1: God, I was fucked up. I look back at that. I'm like, well, Peter, no. Peter, no. <laughs> Calm your tits.
0: Soothe your boobs.
1: Soothe thy boobs.
0: Yeah. So if you were going to say... I'm, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. I made it onto Sunrise, the national television show. So, you know, it was all worthwhile. <laughs>
1: that 20 second interview spot you did
0: (laughs) i actually really found doing that uncomfortable but i did enjoy the piece that i wrote for daily life and a few people have messaged me saying that they enjoyed it too which is nice actually a few people have messaged me saying thank you so much for writing that piece i have shown it to my partner because i was concerned that they would propose
1: (laughs) and don't surprise a proposal on someone uh I remember even at the time I was aware that John Green's whole thing was like, Hey, marriage is a decision you got to make as a couple. Do not spring it on the other person. But I was so intent on this, like, movie life that I, I couldn't... Even even though, like, I knew that was a better way to do things, I was like, but I still want to do it the the movie way. Like... Yeah. That's fucked up.
0: I think... Okay, so here's my thing. I think that you can do it in public, but not, like, public public. Like there's public where
1: So like just just a room of friends and family.
0: No, there's public which is like maybe
1: some kind of gala.
0: <laughs> there's public which is like you're in a park or maybe you're in a restaurant.
1: Oh yeah, that's that's totally different. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's very different. Don't, don't, to... do, don't do it
1: as a performance piece.
0: Yeah, a flash mob. Just stay away from the flash mobs. Do you think you'll ever get married? Um maybe I was very um very tired and emotional the other day, but also like grateful and i I think that this was on maybe my birthday when the patreon thing happened, and I'd worked really long all day, and I was really tired and I think I sent like this rambling poem to my partner at the time. And I think in it, I said that I wanted to marry him, but I also kind of prefaced it with, you know, I'm really emotional right now. <laughs> like, yeah. um, So I, I definitely have like, you know, I have like Romo feelings about it, but I don't know if I will do it. I don't know. I assume that you are still like very much. Yeah, I'm going to do that.
1: I mean, the the trouble is that for me, marriage now has this whole other context.
0: Oh yeah, you want to find an American.
1: Well, no, I'm I'm, I'm living with and in love with a Canadian.
0: But what if you found like so you're polyamorous, right? What if you had another partner who was American?
1: So I want to move to America, but I want my partner to come with me.
0: Oh, that sounds difficult.
1: And so I can't marry an American and then move to America and leave my partner here. That's nonsense. So like, if I get married, it'll mostly, most likely be immigration related, which is a whole, like, that wasn't something I was ever thinking about when we were together. It's a whole different context for getting married. And so like, my work visa is in the process of being processed. (laughs) My work visa is currently being processed. And if that gets declined for some reason. We might get married just to keep me in the country. Like, I don't know. It's this whole marriage is now this legal tool instead of being the movie moment that I was thinking of it as as earlier.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, that changes it a lot. Oh, okay.
1: It changes it so much. Yeah. And so, yes. So,
0: wait on. If I got a green card, would you marry me?
1: Well, I'd have to leave my partner here. That's what I'm saying. It's a whole different oh. complex thing now.
0: Okay, if you didn't have a partner.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: You would marry me.
1: To get into America, yes.
0: What if I didn't have a green card?
1: Are you asking <laughs> me to marry you for no reason?
0: <laughs> yes. No,
1: obviously not. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't even propose in front of all our friends and family. What's the fucking point?
0: I did it on a podcast there. <laughs> That's pretty public. I mean... I, it's okay. I didn't want to either anyway. So it doesn't matter.
1: We've talked about two dicky things I did to you in this podcast, which is I publicly proposed to you in front of everyone and I didn't reply to your cry for help. And one of them I've apologized for and the other one, I'm not going to. Like for me an apology is a really specific thing.
0: Oh my God. I fucking hate you and apologies. Why? Oh, I just remember getting into so many fights with you about apologies. I haven't had a fight with you about apologies in a really long time.
1: I'm not going to apologize just when I don't think I've done something wrong.
0: Yeah. There we go. That's the thing.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to, like that makes it a meaningless statement. If I'm just doing it to make people feel better, it's like, I don't, I don't say I love you unless I, I'm in love with someone or I love someone. If it makes people feel nice when someone tells them they love them sometimes, sure. But I'm not going to just use that to make people feel good when it's not true. That's fucked up.
0: You and your bloody prickly rules. <laughs>
1: Do you apologise when you don't mean it? You just always mean it.
0: I've been thinking lately about how I think I genuinely feel people's pain a lot. Like I think that <laughs> I actually have quite a sensitivity to that. So
1: That sounds so exhausting.
0: It is really, really exhausting. I've just been I've just been I think maybe because I've been on my own a lot and I've had a lot of kind of time with my own thoughts, it's made me realise how much, like, I do have a kind of, like, I have a... Empathetic? I was going to say, actually, a sympathetic emotional reaction, but I uh, I don't know if that's the right term.
1: Emp- empathetic is when you feel it as well.
0: Mm, mm, yeah, there's, there's actually people... I think this is on one of the f- Season 1 Invisibilia podcasts where they talk about people who have... I I was sure that they called it sympathetic something. Anyway, they actually feel other people's feelings and not emotions, like as in sensations.
1: That's empathetic.
0: And I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of have, I I don't know. I'm not like, oh, I'm so unusual and weird. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I really do really easily, almost annoyingly uh, just feel other people's emotions without meaning or wanting to. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think I, I, don't, I don't think that logically about apologizing maybe because I just feel bad for people.
1: <laughs> you acting. just feel sorry all the time.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: and so both of these stories are about me putting my happiness ahead of yours and one of them I feel was the, bad, was the wrong thing to do and one of them I feel was absolutely the right thing to do. And so I'm sorry I proposed, especially in the way that I did and especially without discussing it. And I'm not sorry that I didn't contact you when that would have been really unhealthy for me. Okay. But I'm glad we're back in touch now.
0: All right. I'm glad that we, we fixed up that no apology with no apology. I'm glad we really nodded that you out. You can't
1: use an, a non-apology to fix
0: <laughs> You can't fix that. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying I'm really glad that we've moved forward um, and we've really settled on the non-apology. <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't hold hard feelings in my heart over it. I think it's sad, but I'm not like Fuck you. You are a little bit. Okay, I am a tiny bit, but like it's like ninety percent. Okay, maybe seventy five percent. No no eighty. Eighty five. Eighty three. Eighty three percent. So this week's outro is actually from three really good friends of ours called the Birthday Loyalty Club. Who've done some really amazing, awesome shit.
1: Incredible stuff.
0: And we've done a few shows and projects with them before. They said that this outro is really stupid, stupid, stupid. So <laughs> here it is. <laughs> thanks for listening to being earnest with my
1: eggs if you've enjoyed the podcast subscribe to us on iTunes and unsubscribe from this american life peter is my favorite <laughs> amazing thank you birthday loyalty club Yeah, that's, you guys are my favorites
0: that's fucking up there that's one of the best ones we've gotten.
1: We'll be back next week with more thoughts and feelings from Toronto.
0: It might be from Brisbane or it might be from my bedroom.
1: <laughs> That's, that is the home of thoughts and feelings. Uh, thank you for listening. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Anna It's SJ's Facebook page, but you know, I'm there too sometimes.
0: You hang out, you hang out.
1: And subscribe to our mailing list, beinghonestwithex.com. Just click on mailing list. We send out an email every week and it's super rad. Super radical.
0: It's actually pretty good.
1: Yeah, I like
0: it. I used to not read it. I don't know if I told you that. (laughs) I used to. I I would just like, I just had so many emails and I was like, (laughs) I probably know what's already in this one. But it's like, that's how good it is. That even though I already know what's in it,
1: (laughs) that even the person it's about reads it. That's the
0: exactly. That's
1: the level of quality we're talking about here.
0: Hi. Goodbye.
1: We'll talk to you next time.
0: Bye bye.